All right, folks, here we go. Coming on a little earlier, it's Incendiary Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Happy New Year's Eve, everyone. Um, It's going to be the last show of the year for the Republic Broadcasting Network. Keep them in mind in the ensuing year, if you're able, if you're financially do it all right. You know, I know some people are having a rough time. The squeezing, the great squeezing that's happening to us. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be here for the next four hours. We're going all the way to midnight. And we'll have some folks popping in throughout the evening. And just as a kind of send off of this year, which has been tough and for a lot of people, especially those of us that pay attention and to watch the purposeful um, pulling the rug out from the society and all of the, let's just say, ways that this is damaging uh, the culture. And so... We've got quite a long time here to, I've got 21 clips. I've got, well, I've got a a whole string of tabs over my computer and I'm still got more to add probably halfway through the broadcast because it's just, I, without doing a show last week due to Christmas, Christmas Eve and so forth, um, the things are moving so quickly right now that it's, it's mind blowing the cascading sequence of events. It keeps the clip gets keeps getting faster and faster. So, you know, I was thinking this article um, that on the American Free Press, and this is from March 22, twenty fifteen, where uh, Victor Thorne, the late Victor Thorne, who died under mysterious circumstances, um, another one of these quote-unquote suicides um he uh, i interviewed him before and so forth and he he called me and and i was real sick i still remember it to this day and he interviewed me while i was laying in bed sick and i mean it was like um it was like worse than anything i felt in a in quite a while it's one of those real real nasty bugs that you get in the winter time you know end of winter beginning of spring and so this was this interview that he did on and it says interview black days coming for whites from march 22nd 2015 you can just type in um uh, robert ravolt or whatever uh, into the american free press search engine and you'll find it um but basically, he. I'm just going to kind of scan over this, and this is almost nine years ago. And think about this as what we've witnessed just over the past few years. But those of us who have been in the game a while. Um, this is nothing new. We've been we've been watching this this assault um, go on into Europe and all the, basically all white countries of this um, organized and. Um, uh, let's just say facilitated um, invasions into into all these nations. Um, what we're seeing today dates back to a strategy conceived by two academics, Richard Cloward and Francis. And I and, and and Victor took a lot of liberty with what I was saying. I said Cloward and Piven. So under the Cloward-Piven strategy, America's social safety net would be deliberately overwhelmed and eventually collapse so that far-left neo-Bolsheviks could rebuild a new socialist utopia from the ground up. Think about this guy, Gavin Newsom, this this guy. He's sitting there, and this is in my notes from just uh, you know the last couple of weeks, $68 billion in the hole, uh, the deficit of California, yet – he is going to be the first guy to jump in line and say, yes, carte blanche, free health care, education, everything to all um, illegal immigrants. And think about that with Cloward and Piven. But think about that worldwide. 
Canada, um, you know, uh, Germany, oh, 27 or, you know, what, 7,000 white women have been raped um, since 2015, you know, all of this stuff. So <sighs> expanding upon this notion, I added when examining white liberals, I place them in the categories, the largest group, self-hating, mind-controlled, useful idiots, <clears throat> accepts the propagandized lies spoon-fed to them by people like Obama and the Jewish-owned media. Um, I I was hanging out over at my mom's, and she's got CNN on, and they were just talking about the Trump, Maine, and Colorado stuff. It's just so over the top that I it it makes me physically uncomfortable to listen to how like Orwellian Huxley in the boob tube is right now that, that it's putting into the minds of people like my mom. I mean, it's so bad. Um, suppose liberal utopia being orchestrated in America will actually result in a nightmare for whites, especially since Hispanics boast about breeding gringos right out of existence. You know, you can see these on these videos. Um, blacks have been poisoned into believing that whites are their enemies. Yet many of the black supremacist cults peddling this nonsense mirror Jewish Talmudic cults. And I, and I bring those all up with the Hebrew Israelites and, and the 5% nation of gods and earths and all that. I always talk about that. But it, I did this. I, I'm reading this just as far as context and how long this has been going on. Well, this is this article. This interview is almost nine years old. Um Whites are scattered into so many subsections that there's no unity among us. On the other hand, minorities like Hispanics, Islamists, and blacks are more monolithic in their ideology and voting patterns. They also view whites as the devil, and that's just kind of a general sense. Um, I see something evil coming down the pike for white Christian Western civilization. Um, and it, it goes on, but I, I just wanted to start with that because this stuff... This stuff's been going on for so long, and I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, so look, we're going to bring on, we're going to bring up Blackbird Nine now. Um, it's from the Saturday Snack Shack here on the network, and he does his own um, trading post show and everything else. So, <sighs> Happy New Year's Eve, um, Frederick. How's it going, man? Greetings, good sir. Happy New Year's Eve. <laughs> Welcome well, to Clown World. <laughs> yeah, you know, so great intro. Uh, um, I actually you, had to go to Walmart. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say I actually had to go to Walmart in New Boone, North Kakalaki this afternoon, and fun fact, heard more Spanish than I heard English while in the 30 minutes I was there. So that's definitely giving you a good barometer of where we are here in North Kakalaki with this flood of diversity. Yeah, yeah. So your feelings for this coming year, I mean, we're seeing everything from everywhere um Kathleen Herridge Catherine Herridge goes on one of these news uh, talking about black swan events we're seeing all of this uh, predictive programming in these movies being dropped um the i mean the amount of angles that are seem to be coming our way with the financial system the the flood of you know what we're looking between 6 and 10 million people that have that have been facilitated to come into the country by these NGOs the catholic church jewish gang all these people um you know what are we looking at about four of the states of wyoming's population have come into the country you know you got 10 million in new jersey i was listening to people talk about that as like so, so you got one new jersey or about four wyoming's or montana's which are sitting you know at about 1.52 million people so we've uh, we've got that we've got all the war stuff and by the way listeners and we're we're going to keep these phone lines open tonight um, pretty much because we're doing four hours, so anybody wants to jump on. But everybody monitor for any incidents 
that might be happening. We've got this um, Las Vegas uh, thing that just transpired where all the SWAT guys and they're all looking for a shooter. Um, you got these Palestinian um, events going on down there at Times Square tonight. So there could be some sort of an event. It's possible. I haven't really seen anything break out of Europe. And so they've already had their new year. Um, but everybody keep your eyes peeled for any incidents um, in the next coming few hours. And if you see anything, uh, make sure you jump in and, and tell us. Uh, I'll try to monitor some things. But, um, the, you know, one of the big ones with me, Frederick, is all these Chinese guys allegedly coming into the country. You know, and they're documenting. I mean, you're looking at these pictures and it's like and it, and it popped into my head. They're probably moving in for when uh, China decides to make the move on Taiwan. And allegedly, President Xi has talked about reunification in his New Year's address just, you know, within the last 24 hours. And so these guys have probably been sent here to do internal operations within the continental U.S., probably simultaneously while the Chinese... Um, go ahead and um, hit Taiwan. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's kind of, you know, my concern as well, because yeah. one of the other things before Christmas, when I was out shopping, I was shocked at the number of Asians we're seeing now and uh, how many are coming across the border and that these people are being tracked back, that they're just not your basic, you know, person. Yeah, a lot of this is, you know, they're emptying their prisons and sending us their best, right? But these are yeah. like, you know, buff fighting age, military age guys. And you're like, you know, what are their backgrounds? Are they, you know, trained in guerrilla tactics? So once, uh, something starts. Are they here to be, you know, that, uh, what is it, the flea uh, of the, you know, person that just goes around and starts creating mayhem uh, behind, you know, the that fifth column that's creating mayhem mm -hmm. uh, against their enemy, you know. So you just really wonder about that. But uh, really, uh, strategically, you know, you're looking at the grand chessboard and China has always said, you know, we're going to take back Taiwan and with us mm -hmm. overextended with Ukraine and overextended with supporting Israel, our greatest ally, uh, on top of, you know, 20 years of war of terror, you know, we're at <laughs> that our new military is now diversity squad. You know, why wouldn't China take advantage of the situation, especially if they felt like Russia would support the effort? Yeah, and that's the other yeah. thing. Is how, how would Russia respond to China saying we're taking Taiwan back? Right. Um, you know, and I was I was listening to somebody today. And it was really crazy to think about at the very same time we're picking all these fights. We've got our military basically all subjected to this this biological warfare agent that they call, you know, COVID-19 vaccines, which we know are full of nanotech and toxins and transhumanistic weird trash um and so you're you're at the same time picking fights with the world depleting our ammo stockpiles and then uh, weakening our troops to the point where what we've got all these pilots that can't fly due to clots and all this other stuff and um this really treasonous element from within that is basically you know sold us out to the point where i mean you look at this guy this guy biden in, in these pictures just lately where there's nothing there and all the gang around him these um these obamaoists uh it's it, we're going to, you know, unfortunately, 2024, it could be a very, very uh, dark time for us. The Q people are telling us all to, you know, enjoy the show. And this is, you know, Biden's not even in the White House and Trump's still the commander in chief and all the rest of this, um, you know, but 
the way the way this seems, especially with the economic um, stuff, and I mean, I was I was I was I did a few hours overtime today. This this guy I work with, he's like, I just paid nine dollars for a bacon egg and cheese biscuit. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, even the even normies that don't even pay attention are feeling this this economic plundering that's finally coming home to where it's started to freak people out. And so, um, you know, the, I I'm seeing personally in my area, like the threads of civilization on, on unraveling. I just drove by a church Been there ever since I've been alive. It's a Lutheran church. And in one of the, you know, where you walk in the, it's all boarded up. So I broke into it. You know, I mean, people are breaking into churches where, around here where, where I live to where, you know, down, if you get down into worst parts of the city, they've had they've had bars on the church windows ever since I can remember to where, you know, a, a Christian church has to have bars on its windows in, in parts of St. Louis because it's it's just this is this is what you're dealing with. And so uh, it's. Unfortunately, you know, people are result re- resorting to. Um, I mean, if they're going to break into a church, what else are they going to break into? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, if you'll break into a church, <laughs> yeah, there's not much else you will break into. Right. Yeah. But I was thinking, of, this is in my notes. The spy balloon. Think about that. They let it go unmolested. Right across the whole country. Next thing you know, you're seeing large swaths of probably PLA, what you would say, troops um, just dressed up in civvies coming into the country. And then, you know, you're, you're, other people are reporting a bunch of Russians coming into the country or around the El Paso area. You know, Serbians, Russians... I mean, it might be kind of hard for some of these people to discern a Slav or, you know, what, what, you know, with all the little subgroups of the Slavs or, or whatever. But it's still kind of crazy because you got all the Venezuelans and all the this this ratcheting up of tensions with Guyana there. And then all these Venezuelan characters coming up in here. And, you know, they're aligned with you might as well just say world world Marxism. And um, they're probably a big staging based, and then they all go through, you know, Central America, up through Mexico. And, of course, the the Mexican government just lets all these people walk right up into into the border. And then the, the, the Uber uh, drivers, the, the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, get them on their buses, and then the NGOs pay for all this. And, of course, this great patriot, Greg Abbott, he sends them all to these sanctuary cities. You know, uh, this is just, it's mind numbing. Right. That's the whole thing is, you know, they're really owning the liberals, as they say, by sending them yeah. to the liberal cities. It's like, you know, why aren't you stopping them at the border? You know, you're, <laughs> it's just uh, such a clown show. These people, yeah. you know, it's professional wrestling, you know, team red, team blue. They're both working for our demise because if they don't, they will be replaced. And that's the thing about the Marxist model. You know, if you do what we say, you know, we will take care of you. Uh, but, you know, if you try to buck the order, we will replace you. Everybody's expendable in that system. And so it's just a clown world to watch all these rhinos out there talking about how they're defending everything. But they're full on, you know, about, you know, immigrant rights, you know, and this, that and the other. And just um, and they're, you know, working against us. um Worse than the liberals, at least you know, with the uh, Democrats, you know, they have their agenda out there. You know, what are the Republicans conserving? I wish somebody could ask me that, answer that, especially uh, my uh, cousin, <laughs> Senator Marsha, Marsha, Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee. You oh, know, yeah. it's like, what is her deal? It's like she is the biggest rhino in the world. And 
total Israel firster, but she's out there protecting homosexual rights and protecting immigrant rights and protecting this and protecting that and cracking down on all this extremism and white supremacism and hate speech. You know, and it's like you know, yes. telling the truth is now hate speech, according to this U.S. senator, right? Um, yeah. And so it's just insane you know, what we're dealing with. Well, check this out. Um, and let's just say uh, uh, an acquaintance of mine kind of went to a briefing um, in some law enforcement circles, right? And basically what they did was, with everything going on, all the eight to ten million people that have been um, moved into the country – all the black-on-white violence that you see everywhere, the black-on-Asian violence that you're seeing all over the place in, in New York and the West Coast, um, they basically, for three and a half hours, demonized um, white, basically white motorcycle gangs and white prison gangs. And they were acting like that was this huge threat. And... Uh, you know, and people ask, well, what about all the black, um, the bloods and the gangster disciples and the black mafia family and all the cartels and all the, the human trafficking and fentanyl trafficking that the cartels do? Are you guys watching them as close as you're watching all these these low hanging fruit white guys? And then they're all just like, uh, uh, uh. So basically, law enforcement is not keeping up to. Um, speed with the, th the real threats. They're just kind of like taking the SPLC, ADL um, crumbs still to this day and making that out to be this, oh my gosh, the MAGA right wing, you know, all this stuff. Um, so it's very disheartening to have heard that um, when uh, a friend of mine told me about this. I was just like, He's like, yeah, they just sat there and demonized white white guys for about three and a half hours. <laughs> and you know, that's coming top down, though, when you have both yeah. your Department of Homeland Security guy and your FBI guy in unison saying the number one threat to America, mm -hmm. our sacred democracy, is these white Southern, or basically white Southern guys, but, you know, white conservative men. You know, that uh -huh. is the biggest threat to America, right? And so you just go back to when Chertoff you know, penned the Patriot Act with his good buddy Marcus Wolf, the Silver Fox. Uh, you know, they named it right. You know, they, they were going to use this to round up patriots. You know, that's what it's all about. And you can really see that unfolding. And I think they uh, pushed it a bit far when they were going after the traditional Catholics. That you know, anybody mm. going to a Latin mass, oh my God, you know, they're 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 Nazis, and we got to stop this. You know, and uh, the, when they got called out about it, it was pretty amusing watching them try to pill pull their way out of it. That oh no, we weren't we weren't talking about you know uh, your traditional Catholics. We were we were talking about radical. <laughs> and it's like well, you yeah. said you were in putting people in these churches to spy on everybody. Oh well, we were just protecting America. <laughs> it's just insane. Well, you know what's crazy, and, and you 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 made you triggered my mind to think of something that was been the like the huge news for the last few weeks. So the FBI targets these traditional Catholics while brewing in the bowels of the Jesuit Vatican was the blessings for homosexual couples and all this stuff that was coming down the pike. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, so basically, like, you got Archbishop Vigano says the Vatican's newly approved blessings for homosexual couples show that the Bergoglian hierarchy are servants of Satan. I mean, and you can look at all these bishops from from parts of Europe, um, here in America, and African bitch, bishops from, like, Nigeria. They're all, like— Telling the telling the Vatican f you basically um, we're not going along with this and so it's almost like the you know and and if you really dig into like um, the connections with this Jesuit Vatican II gang that's running Rome and how deeply embedded they are with CIA and and the American shadow government 
um, it's no surprise that they they might have even said yes because earlier Pope Francis and these guys were like, no, we we're not we're not letting people do the Latin Mass anymore. So it, it's only kind of. Um, elementary that then you would have the goons and the FBI and so forth being sicked on the traditional Catholics. You see what I mean? It's, it's very, very wild. Definitely. And, you know, yeah, I just wonder about the split as, you know, is there going to be a schism in the church? Cause yeah, I don't know if they realize just how much, pushback at the ground grassroots there is about this homosexual marriage acknowledgement from the Catholic Church. I mean, that did not go over well. Oh, no. So, so we're going into break? Yeah, it sounds like a break. All right, folks, we'll see you on the other side. The phone lines are open. Anybody wants to jump in, we've got a four-hour basic free-for-all. So uh, we'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to T-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Way down in West Virginia, there's some people who are one of a kind. They don't need nothing from nobody Cause they're already doing fine You got Hasselakians hunching And Mamie's raising hell A legend of B-Ray Wild 
end of D. Ray White will never die like a rebel. Mysterious ways because guess who we got on the line? We got Chance from West Virginia. All right, Chance, is that weird? Go ahead, buddy. Hey guys, good song. Now, man, what a pleasant surprise! This is cool, man. My two favorite RBN muchachos are in the hacienda. You know, BB, you mentioned. You know, I find it shocking that New Boone has been overrun, man. You know, I find that... I'm originally from New Jersey, okay? I fled 14 years ago because I couldn't take the multicultural mayhem, chaos, and confusion. You there? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, okay. Well, I didn't know I'm connected right here. So, uh, yeah, I, I escaped. Now, this state here is hanging on. Now, I don't know about the big cities like Charleston, Huntington... Morgantown, I don't know. I'm, I'm way down south, West Virginia, 30 miles from the Virginia line. We don't see much of that here, thank God, because I'm getting too damn old to move again. You know what I mean, guys? I'm 63, <laughs> man. I can't keep moving. I can't right. keep moving. I'm getting too old. I'm getting out of breath. But, uh, uh, you know, we got a handful of politicians here that got to friggin' go, man. We got this Shelly Moore Capito, Capito. I don't know if you guys heard of her, but her daddy, mm-hmm. her daddy was a governor here, Arch Moore, and this SOB was under investigation for bribery. They found 200,000 Somalians in an envelope in his desk, and this is his daughter. And from what I hear, he's all pro-Zionist. So, I mean, the people here got a job to do. They got to get rid of. We got a handful of politicians that can't be trusted. Not many, thank God. But BB, getting back to your state, I was going to move to North Carolina at one point in time. I was going to move to the area outside of Greenville, where the, you know the college town, Greenville, Aiden, Grifton, Winterville area. There, right. This is going back years ago. Yeah, and this is going back years ago. But I decided to move here instead. And, you know, it's very sad that that what they're doing to your your small community, man, uh, I guess it's happening all over. But, you know, I think the tribe has moved into the south. I think they've taken control over quite a bit of the southern states. For instance, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, definitely. Uh, I can't see. Luckily, they didn't get their, their their dirty mitts into this state yet. But then again, I don't know how long that's going to last. But, you know, uh, BB, I feel for you, man, going through all that crap you're going through. You're from there originally now, aren't you? That's right. You know, the my father's family goes back to colonial times in these mountains. 
And it's just amazing to see how much it has changed since 9-11. You know, after 9-11, you had about 200 chicken swingers, very well organized, very well financed. You're talking about unlimited resource, move in and just take over the place. And, you know, one of the big things was taking over the university systems in North Carolina. We used to have one of the premier education systems in North Carolina, and they have just completely weaponized that against, you know, Heritage America here. And uh, it's just amazing how quickly things can change. And, you know, watching it from the NGO, the fifth generation warfare of you got you know, when I, last time I checked there were over 240 NGO groups operating in Boone proper. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, okay. Now, you know, BB, you know. No, BB, I had I had my eye on Cherokee County years ago to move to. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't. How how is that county doing? Is your whole well, state being inundated? Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, Asheville was you know ahead. They, well, I you know, know that, about Asheville. Oh, a, they got really, know, just a yeah, yeah. It's like a cesspool like Asheville Charlotte got now. Really weird. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, well, you know, Asheville, Asheville, you can dig into, and there's like this satanic. Uh, organized satanic underbelly there from what i understand like very uh, much so yeah yeah, yeah i've been i've seen that. like I heard about that yeah i've heard about I like watch videos on this and it's like real like creepy it's almost like a new town <laughs> really hey uh, bb how is cherokee county making out now i was thinking about moving to murphy at one point and this is going back years ago we're talking 20 years ago is that yeah. area still well, maintained, or well, are they getting their dirty mitts in there, too? They are dumping Mexicans in every one of these rural counties. So that's the thing. Wow. You have a hub. You know, basically, they're bringing them up to Greensboro and Winston, putting them on buses, you know, to get them there, then put them on a different bus, and they come up to these mountains. They just start dropping them off. And they've got their, you know, NGO contacts that sets them up with driver's license, get them registered to vote, get them welfare, get them free housing. And, you know, it's just this. And then probably, probably, probably loans to start your next uh, Mexican restaurant. And therefore, that'll be a front for uh, trafficking. Yes. All of these Mexican restaurants are on a mission. These sons yeah. of bitches are on a mission. Now, I don't know how long this state is, is going to hold out. Like I said, I'm getting old. I ain't moving again, you know? I'm 63 years old, man. I got one foot in the grave, the other on a damn banana peel. I can't just up and <laughs> keep going anymore, man. And it's not such a good thing to run from it, neither. But, you know, it's sad to hear. It's sad to hear. I feel for you, uh, um... I'm not in that situation here yet, but God knows what's going to happen here. We got a handful of politicians like this Shelly Moore Capito. We got to bounce our ass out along with a handful of other ones. Not many, thank God, but there's some that just have to go, man. And uh, hopefully the West Virginia people will, uh, uh, you know, come to their senses and get these people out of here. Hey, guys, man, great show. Man, this was such a pleasant surprise. Like I said, man, my two favorite RBN muchachos are in the Hacienda. Yes. Right on. <laughs> yeah, right. well, you take, well, you have a, well, I'm not going to say Happy New Year, but you can attempt to have a Happy New Year, and we'll we'll see what's happening. I mean, I hear you. you know. Love you guys now. Love you All guys. Right, All right, chance. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. So, you know, um, and, and we'll take the next call in a second here, but I, I wanted to get this in. Retail theft, sending food and drinks back, constantly saying they didn't like it. No tipping, business closures. This is the this is the cycle of what I'm witnessing where I live. I mean, the most easy to keep open businesses i mean we got we got chicken places closing <laughs> and that's almost impossible when you're living in the demographics that i live in but this is how bad the retail implosion is i'm talking like 
roast beef sandwich places like Lion's Choice, Church's Chicken, um, Burger King's, all these things, uh, Outback Steakhouses, you name it, they're all collapsing. Um, Seafood restaurants, because guess what? The people have no respect. They... Uh, the people that work there are probably stealing. Then the people that are the customers are sending their food back, whining, and their drinks back, saying, oh, I don't like it, or this wasn't what I wanted. And then on top of that, they don't tip, and then the next thing you know, the business collapses, and you have a blighted community. And then they, these people aren't even cognizant enough to realize that they self-sabotage their own communities. And then you got whiners like the mayor of Chicago talking about food deserts and all the rest of it. Well, it's like if you people would quit stealing the place blind, well, maybe you wouldn't have food deserts. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, the same here. I think you know, something like 175 Burger Kings are slated to close or have already closed. Uh, one of the big uh, holders of the franchise in the Southeast is closing. Uh, all of the Krispy Kreme donuts shops are just disappearing uh, You know, throughout this region. And the other thing is you go into a restaurant – and, you know, you don't really feel comfortable eating the food because it's the diversity squad that's preparing your food and serving your food. And it's like, well, these people pretty much hate me, so I, do I right. really want to eat the food that they're preparing for me? And yeah. you know, it's really it's a bad. vicious cycle. It's yeah. a vicious cycle. And here, you know, the you know the so-called local restaurants, you want to support them, but at the same time, everybody's got this woke virus that thinks that, oh, they've got to have a diversity staff. You can't hire local people. You yeah. know, uh, that's the thing. So it's like, well, I don't really want to go to a restaurant to have diversity squad. I want a local restaurant, but they don't do that anymore. Um, yeah. It's, well, the, well, here's the problem. Like the good local restaurant, and I'm witnessing this right now, the good local restaurants, which are traditionally white clientele, you know, white kids working there, busting their butt, going to school, whatever. Then a bunch of the basically the blacks get hip to the place and, and it's good food and it's a good deal. And next thing you know, they come in and just ruin it. And the next thing you know, nobody wants to go in there because it's all full of hood rats. And the next thing you know, the business is on the decline, and it's and it goes to crap. And it's it's just a sad state of affairs, you know, when the when the when the when the street culture is this toxic, to where it all causes the implosion. It's a blight, you know. Right, and one of the things back before I got blacklisted, I used to travel all over the world. I always had my restroom index, or you know, the bathroom window index, or the vase, or whatever. But basically, mm-hmm. it's you go in and you look to see how clean the bathroom is, yeah. and that tells you how clean the kitchen is. Right. <laughs> and one of the things that is so just infuriating is this area used to be just clean right no trash yeah. no litter spotless bathrooms you could go into an all-night gas station and they still had a spotless bathroom go to a grocery store they had spotless bathrooms now you know it's all yeah. the bathrooms are filthy there's trash on the floor it's like what is it about these people they cannot find the trash can the trash can is right there why is the paper towels on the floor right and you know mm-hmm. just repeatedly where they're deliberately sabotaging the toilets by stuffing them full of paper towels so they'll overflow yeah, this yeah. type of stuff you know it's like right. you know this is just you know debauch world and mm-hmm. you know why do we have to live this way and um I just, you know, I was just so frustrated that that is the reality here. It's just we're becoming Tijuana, you know. It's right. like if you're or Juarez, you know, if you've ever been to yeah. those border well, towns, I'm, I'm you being, know how it's nasty more, they it's are. More, it's more, it's more like, uh, you know, uh, Nigeria here, you know. Um, but I think, you know, just American, like rap music induced black culture right now is like lowest tier 
uh, I'd rather have a bunch of Mexicans around. I mean, this is how bad it is, you know, where, where we're at. So anyway, let's get on to the next caller. Let's take Kelly in California. Kelly, how we doing? Oh, right on. Uh, thank you so much for your work. Thank you so much for your service. And I just want to give uh, a couple of uh, comforting notes. That uh, Burger King, they've been microwaving their charbroiled burgers since yeah, yeah. late 70s and early 80s. And now the other problem is that the soybean oil. One tablespoon of soybean oil has the same estrogen as a birth control pill. And so <laughs> don't miss those. Well, things. you know, hey, you know, those impossible whoppers were full of that crap, too. Holy cow. Yeah. And, and not to mention all this crap made in a lab by a bunch of freaks. Forget about it. And yeah. And Another high note is one of my favorite mentors, Dr. Walter Schmidt in Durham, North Carolina, was one of the first applied kinesiology diplomates and chiropractic neurologists. And uh, we lost a great man when he passed recently. And, um, and so just thank you for keeping the torch going. Thank you for all of your research and verifying stuff. And, again, thank you for your service to this country. Thank you for my freedom. Right on. Hey, we appreciate it. Um, and, uh, thanks for listening. Go ahead. It, if, I, if I plug my, uh, my show. Go ahead. Up? Okay, cool. All right. This is Dr. Kelly, and I didn't name the show after myself. I did the Grand Jury Reawakening. I've been an officer of the court and served on the Grand Jury. And I'm going to be dropping in tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central. And uh, Sam, the producer, and I put something cool together. And I hope that you can listen and bring your friends. It's going to be a groundbreaking time. And uh, Happy New Year to every RBN host and every listener and thank you, BB. Thank you, Robert. Happy New Year, okay. All right. Thank you. Happy We're getting... New Year, Dr. Kelly. Right on. Um, you know, I found this today. Uh, where's this one at? Um, hey, Sam, get clip 11 ready. Uh, and I found this just digging around. And this was this is from 1956. All right. Go ahead and play this this clip. Yes, the future certainly looks bright, but it isn't without its darker sides. According to some predictions, obesity will likely run rampant, and political corruption will become so commonplace as to be accepted. People with nothing entertaining or informative to say will broadcast their demands for attention, and once-beloved performers will become pushers of snake oil. Perhaps worst of all will be the emergence of a deadly and potentially devastating disease. Think of the last time that you contracted influenza. You were likely bedridden for days, having no appetite or desire to play games. Experts predict that by the year 2020, a new virus will rise, spreading from somewhere in Asia to the rest of the world. And with international travel being available to even the most common citizen, a sickness which would have been contained in years past will quickly spread to all corners of the globe. Now that's allegedly from 1956, and it was it's uh, it's in black and white and blah 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 blah. So this could be one of those, you know, spoof. But um, that's what the you know, and and the way that they've got the, um, you know, the way that the it looks it looks like it's from the 50s and so forth. But uh, you know could be bogus because we don't know with the with the ai and with editing and all of the software and everything the people have the ability to make anything look like it's from any era uh, and this is what sucks is because you know you're dealing with deception at so many levels um 
that when you when you look upon some footage and it looks like it's from the 50s was it did somebody from just a month ago do it to make it you know to fool us this and then you know you got these talking heads on CNN and MSNBC and Fox acting like they know what the truth is and they're the arbiters of truth uh really really just nuts uh let's take rob in minnesota rob good evening yes uh greetings to all my fellow deplorables and uh an alleged happy new year <laughs> yeah happy new anyway, year <clears throat> um i'm uh, I, I i started a new life uh back here and uh so my old life is I used to call in the RBN and talk to uh, John Stadmiller and Robbie Noel and uh, uh, Bob Stadmiller. I mean, uh, anyway, uh, I'm driving truck now, and uh, so there's a lot of things that have come up. I, I just got parked, and uh, I, I sort of wanted to call in earlier because uh, Mike Gaddy had a couple of things I wanted to comment on. But uh, you talk about restrooms, okay? I am a yeah. cross-country uh, truck driver. Uh, I don't see anything but public restrooms. I live in my truck. The only restrooms right. I see are public restrooms. And so I'm crisscrossing the country with other truck drivers that are crisscrossing the country, and I go into public restrooms. And uh, the disappointing thing is <laughs> is that uh, a lot of the young men out there uh, are going into the toilet stalls and their moms never taught them to raise the seat. So you, gotta right. tire, you always got to clean your seat up whenever you go into a, if you're using. You might as well uh, just carry a little thing of wipes with you when you go in there, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, uh, <laughs> that, that's one thing, but I mean, uh, I haven't had any of the shots, not going to take them. No, thank you. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I am not sick. Haven't been sick. I haven't seen anybody sick. Uh, I, like I say, all I'm using is public restrooms, and I don't see sick people anyplace. I see people with masks on every place. Uh, oh, you know, God, yeah. More, more than others, but, uh, you know, mm -hmm. not so much. Uh, there's a, a are you seeing of a lot of, are you seeing a lot of, um, quote-unquote, uh, immigrants because I, I go into a, a Lowe's, I mean, a Love's all the time that's kind of like on my way on a certain route I take, and it's a big truck stop. I mean, 60, 70, you know, 18-wheelers in there, and I see all kinds of strange characters in there playing scratch-offs and buying a little food, and who know the hell knows where they're from. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I've only been truck driving for five years, like I say. I, I never dreamed I'd be a truck driver, and uh, I went to CR England my first year, which was yeah. based out of yeah. Salt Lake City, uh, and uh, they had a 100 dorm rooms that had four bunk beds, eight beds per room, and they're turning those over every two and a half weeks of brand-new students, and no one spoke English. <laughs> it's it <was> just crazy. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm as old as, as Landry. I'll be pushing 70 here next year. Uh, and so this wasn't anything I planned on doing. Uh, so how do you like it? Uh, it's very interesting. Can I, can I hold over? All right. Hold on. Hold, hold the line. I want to pick your brain a little bit on the other side. Just, just, just All hang right. tight.
I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company. And it would pay for itself in just six weeks. When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows too. EaseOff LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.